everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 29th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. This is where the big boys play. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Buy and hold. Golden age of the 2020s. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Apex predator. One day closer to an all-time high. I'm offended by selling. You can tell I'm excited because Charlie Lee is back on the show. Yes, he's been on before. We've got a history. We'll talk about the history. It's so awesome to have this OG here in the house. Hello, my elite friends. Hello, Charlie Lee. How are you doing today? How's it going? You're very excited today. Oh, man, I'm excited all the time. I was excited when you were in the chat on my show, like in the middle of the night the other night. I see Charlie Lee's there. I'm like, got to get him on the show. I was that excited. I was that wide awake in the middle of the night, but we're doing this in the day so everyone around the world can see it. Everyone, if you've got questions, do a super chat. Do a super chat to get my attention. Okay, let us just jump right into the big news here. Well, that uh, night, that night, the first thing you had to do was make sure it was really me, right? Yes, that was, uh, yes, because there's all those imposters out there. I see Charlie Lee in the chat. I was like, DM me, D send me a DM on Twitter, and he did, so. And you got to be careful, people. Real, be careful. Charlie Lee, if you get an email from Charlie Lee, it might not be Charlie Lee. So be very careful out there. There's all sorts of scams out there. But let's talk about the excitement that's going around the world. Uh, well, especially last week, the PayPal. The PayPal announcement. PayPal is going to sell Bitcoin and they're going to sell Litecoin. Well, Litecoin. Hey, let's get Charlie Lee on the show to ask him, how, do you know the inside baseball on that one? Why did PayPal choose Litecoin? I don't actually know. Actually, the really cool thing about PayPal is that it's one of the few like um, partnerships or, or whatever companies that support Litecoin that I had actually had no hand in. Like I didn't reach out to them. Um, they decided to choose to support Litecoin. I think it's because Litecoin has a it has a nine year history, right? It's it's been working flawlessly for nine years. It has a lot of liquidity. In the end, they want they're trying to make money. Right, so lots of people trade Litecoin. The Litecoin trading volume is is really high, and they would make a lot of money supporting Litecoin, and that's why they did it. All right, I thought there was going to be some California connection there, but this is you're saying you had no no say in it at all, nothing to do with it. Yeah, wow. and I'm happy. I'm actually excited because of that. Right, it's uh, it's Litecoin has grown up. It doesn't need me to push it. People would actually support Litecoin because it's it's good. Ooh, pound that like button. That was a very good point there. Okay, so overall with the PayPal news, let's, let's, I mean, you were excited about it for, for Bitcoin. I mean, what do you think it's going to do? Going to bring some mainstream adoption? It, it really isn't <laughs> owning your coin in the traditional sense, but I, I think it's good marketing. So uh, overall, what do you think about the PayPal situation? I, I think it's huge. I mean, it's, it's true. You can't withdraw Litecoin now uh, when you buy it on, on PayPal. But that's the case when Square Cash launched uh, Bitcoin buying and selling. You couldn't withdraw it. Now they let you do it. And there's like um, Robinhood lets you buy and sell Bitcoin, Litecoin. Um, a few other like trading platforms let you do that. And they don't let you do withdrawals yet. Right? I think that withdrawals will come. I'm not concerned about that. I think like it's a stepping stone, right? PayPal accepting, supporting Bitcoin, Litecoin is huge. You'll get like 
you have 300 million customers, obviously not all of them would buy crypto, but it opens the market to all these um, potentially new people into the space. And once they get in, they get hooked, right? You know, you know how it is. I mean, we've been in this for so long. Once you hear about, once you start like playing around with Bitcoin and Litecoin and start um, buying and holding it, seeing price move and start sending coins around, you get hooked and you will, and those people will come into the space and they will see other places they can actually buy and hold their own coins and they'll use other things. So it's a good, kind of a good place to get new people in. All right. Yeah. I, I hope people can learn. I don't know how many people who think they own Bitcoin and Litecoin and Ethereum on the PayPal platform. Once it comes out, I don't know how many of them will then say, okay, I want to learn about Trezor, but there will be a percentage. There will be a percentage. And once the PayPal platform goes live, uh, it's going to make national news. So, I mean, I, I'm excited. It is good marketing uh, for the space in general. Now, you said it's huge news. Uh, well, plus, for the, plus, like Venmo is going to start supporting it. PayPal owns Venmo, and that's huge too. Um, and then if, when Venmo supports it, you would expect to be able to send crypto between people, right? Otherwise, what's the point of Venmo supporting it, right? So then when Venmo supports it, you can send um, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and obviously US dollar and stuff between people. And then they also mentioned that they're going to have merchant support where you can pay merchants with crypto. And that's huge too, right? PayPal is the, works really closely with eBay. Imagine if eBay supports crypto for all purchases. Uh, with that in mind, a question that I got and I've been pondering, uh, with the current uh, tax regime in the United States of America, uh, do you think PayPal will be uh, asking the government to maybe change it a little bit, uh, to alter it? Because right now, if, yeah. if you make a purchase, you, you have to know how much you paid for it and then how much it was, how much you paid for the Bitcoin and, and then how much it was worth when you, you, you purchased it. Uh, do, do, do you see uh, some lobbying going on? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's true. It's kind of unfortunate right now. If you, if you spend your Bitcoins and Litecoins, you have to kind of calculate your cost basis and then pay taxes on it. There are definitely pushes for um, some regulation change to allow um, like small purchases of stuff with crypto where you don't have to pay taxes on the gains. Right? I think I'm hoping that will pass. Um, it might take some time, uh, but I think if PayPal starts supporting it for, for merchants, it's going to be, it will help push that um, right new regulation. Yes. PayPal, go buy up some nice lobbyists there in D.C. to straighten out this situation. Under $1,000 in transaction, under the th it should, you shouldn't have to pay taxes. Treat it as money. Okay. Yeah. Now, it is, it is big news, I, and I want to do a compare and contrast here. Was the Michael Saylor news of his company purchasing all of that Bitcoin, was that bigger than the PayPal news? Uh, and and uh, Or is it just a different beast totally? It's different, but I think the PayPal news is definitely bigger than, than the Michael Saylor news. I think um, it's awesome that you have companies buying Bitcoin as for their treasury. I think it's going to happen. Um, more and more companies will, will feel the need to do that with all this money printing going around. Um, and before you know it, countries will start doing it, right? Countries right now hold gold as they're like in their reserve current, in their um, treasury, and they will start holding Bitcoin and other cryptos. So I think it's just a matter of time. So I'm very excited about that. But 
PayPal supporting crypto is huge because it just brings kind of crypto to the mainstream, right? If you tell, if someone tells you like four years ago, PayPal's going to accept crypto, your, your mind would be blown, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's not, it, it's a huge step, I think. Yes. Uh, I, I would say though, four or five years ago, if someone told me, uh, these uh, big corporations are going to be taking all of this Bitcoin off the market and making it as a, a treasury reserve asset. I, I would be very excited about that, too. So yeah. I, I just wonder what will um, I mean, to break it down a little bit further. What will cause the biggest uh, what will make the biggest difference for Bitcoin, taking all that Bitcoin off the market or having uh, all these new people aware of Bitcoin? And that's what it boils down to. And it's, it's a matter of opinion. They both will really help with the Bitcoin price, right? Because one is removing supply and one is adding demand. So I think they're they're both huge. And with like the with the block uh, block rewards having like happening every four years, this is just gonna get more and more crazy. Yeah. Uh, having hype people. Uh, we are, we're, we're experiencing now that scarcity aspect of the, the having, I believe. We'll talk about that in a second. Now, I'm going looking, back I'm to- looking forward to looking forward to the next having in three, three and a half years. Oh, all these, <laughs> I, that's what I tell people. Strong hand, 2024 having. I used, I mean, you remember, I was talking about the 2020 having since the moment I met you and everything. And I just, I got to give people long-term goals. So they, because I'm offended by selling. I don't want people to get rid of their big, I mean, come on now, but there's so much temptation. We will get into that. Hey, everyone, do what the shirt says. Pound that like button. Best freaking guest in the space, of course. Tomorrow, Friday is this week in Bitcoin. Charlie's been on that show before. It's 1 p.m. Uh, East Coast time. So everybody turn, turn in, tune in for more best guests in the space. Okay, but let's talk about Michael Saylor some more. Sure. Um, you're, you're on Twitter. You, you have seen since September how he has become this cult-like figure. Okay, I mean... Uh, you have a, what's your take on uh, Michael Saylor in the space? Is he is he is he the big representative of cryptocurrency right now? Um, are, are you pleased to see him all over the place? Uh, what's going on? Um, he, he's pretty cool. I mean, if you I've watched like a lot of his interviews or listened to a lot of his, of his interviews, he's really on target. I mean, he's everyone should go check out his interview, especially like the one, um, the what Bitcoin did, Patrick, the Peter McCormick interview. That's really good. The two parter. You guys should check it out. I think he he really understands what what brings value to to Bitcoin and crypto, and I think um, his logic makes a lot of sense. And yeah, he's a good voice for for crypto. Okay, he's. I mean, I, every day at one point I thought people were putting him too much on a pedestal, and then earlier this week he says how many Bitcoin he owns. I'm like, oh my god! I mean, he is really into this, and uh, I mean, he I, owns like what hundreds of millions of like dollar in Bitcoin. Yeah, he spent. He spent nine figures on Bitcoin. So yeah. I mean, and now it's even worth more, partially because of him hyping it up, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he put his money where his mouth, he put his company's money where his mouth is, and he put his own personal wealth, quite a lot of it. So uh, I'm actually it, quite surprised that he would talk about how many coins he owns, because that's a puts a big target on his back. Yeah, he must have a good security team of some sort. I, yeah. I, assume, <laughs> I, I, I do. I also think that it's a sign. It's a great sign when a guy who has got to be close to being a billionaire is just saying, you know, I did this. I per so you, you know there are going to be other billionaire types that are going to do similar things. Uh, well, if, if 
if that guy did it, I, I could spend nine figures on Bitcoin also. I mean, it's amazing that these dudes, <laughs> if we were back in 2017 to talk, if you and I were talking about this, yeah, some dude's going to spend nine figures on Bitcoin. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's crazy because of the scarcity of the number of coins, right? Like we, we all know that not every millionaire can hold one Bitcoin because there's only 21 million Bitcoins and there's, there are more than 21 million millionaires. If billionaires starts buying like, how many, how many Bitcoins did he buy? Like, like 17,000, sorry, 0.1%. Like crazy amount, yeah. 0.1% of all the Bitcoin, almost 0.1%. Yeah, if billionaires start buying like hundreds of millions of worth of Bitcoin, there won't be enough for the rest of us. So that's why you gotta have a strong hand people okay let's get an update people want to know and you've been on shows recently talking about this so i mean you can, you can spit it out real quick what is up with this mimble wimble on litecoin uh, how soon how popular what, what's the deal insider info from charlie mimble wimble sure we're calling it mweb now mweb stands for mimble wimble extension block i think mimble wimble is kind of too nerdy of a of a, of a phrase of a term um, so we are, it's in testnet right now. We're testing, um, launching MWeb, basically Mimblewimble as extension blocks on Litecoin. Um, so you can move coins between the main Litecoin main chain to the Mimblewimble extension block back and forth, peg in and peg out. And then once you're on the extension block, everything uses Mimblewimble. It's more private and more fungible. Um, yeah, it's, it's going well. It's, I'm excited for it to, to, act, to be activated probably sometime next year. All right, and uh, it, it's—I mean, to, 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 it's a good—it's a good selling point for Litecoin. There's going to be this privacy aspect to it. Um, are you getting any negative feedback? Any people worried about regulators or anything like that? Well, there's definitely a risk, right? People are worried about regulation, about exchanges delisting Litecoin because of something like this. But I've talked to quite a few exchanges, and they all seem pretty okay with with this kind of upgrade. Um, the nice thing about this soft fork is you don't have to kind of do anything, right? Exchanges don't have to support the extension block if they don't want to. So, and if exchanges only support the main chain, you can always peg out your coins back to the main chain before you, or you can just send it straight from the minimal extension block straight to an exchange main chain address and it just works. All right. Uh, let's uh, talk about some, something you were in the news uh, for, I guess, a couple of months ago now, or I don't know if it's a couple of weeks. I've lost track of time. Uh, <laughs> this INX thing. And, and uh, do you stay in touch with, with what's going on over there or you just leave it be? Um, what do you mean by stay in touch? Well, because <laughs> because they just said there's news. They're going to acquire yeah. open finance. Okay. I mean, do you care? Is it, is, you're involved. I mean, explain to us what the INX thing is, I guess, first. Well, they're building out a um, basically STO exchange, right? Building out a regulated ex exchange that will support crypto and also um, STOs. So STO is like the new thing, right? Like a regulated um, ICO, right? Just uh, doing an ICO on the blockchain. So they themselves have done that, right? INX is letting people buy their STO, um, INX tokens, and the token will have um, profit sharing with whatever the exchanges, money the exchange makes will get profit shared with token holders. So there's, I think it's a pretty cool cool concept and, and they, they're gonna build out this exchange that will support their own token and other STO tokens. So right now they're they're doing a round of fundraising that way, and then they're using the 
the funds to to build out or finish building out the exchange, which will launch probably sometime uh, late this year, early next year. And so you are an investor in this project. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I invested in a company a while back, like a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I asked you. Since you're, are you, do you just you you're like, yeah, it's a good investment. Things are going on. I mean, do you know about how they're acquiring this open finance uh, uh, company? Yeah, I, I I heard about it. I don't know the details of it. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's just the acquisition helps them with the with building out their product. So I just want to get, so you're pretty detached from the situation basically now. I mean, it's just, you're an investor, you let yeah, it be. I'm, just, I'm an investor. I'm not, I'm not working at the company or for the company. I mean, I've been, I've invested in tons of different Bitcoin crypto companies over the years. And this one just, yeah. it, it made, it made big news. Uh, yeah. a few months I mean, ago. I didn't, I didn't get any of the, any of the tokens for free or anything like that. Or so, and I know some of the advisors and uh, people working at the company got the tokens. I, it's kind of like equity. Right, you get equity in the company, and the equity goes up in value over okay, time. So, yeah, people are trying to do things in this golden age that are a little bit different. Uh, and so, hey, it doesn't. It didn't bother me the INX thing. Uh, I, I I am pure Bitcoin, of course, and I don't. I I like to just I keep it as simple as possible with my investments. My only investment is Bitcoin. Pound it, baby! But we've got the founder of freaking Litecoin here, so we're going to talk about. Yeah, that. I mean, I, I I never say I never go out and say like Ethereum is a scam or anything like that. I think Ethereum has its use cases, and having like an STO token on Ethereum makes a lot of sense today. Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, tokens for a second and history for a second. Are we? In, is this December of twenty sixteen? All over again because that was two hundred ten thousand blocks ago in terms of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I believe in the two hundred ten thousand block theory that everything repeats itself. Uh, when we were about to enter twenty seventeen, uh, the ICO stuff was about to go crazy. Is DeFi about to go crazy? Okay, is twenty seventeen? Is twenty twenty one the next twenty seventeen? Are we going to see a price run up? So I, I think it is, but not because of DeFi. It would be because okay. of like the micro sailor stuff, because of the PayPal launching, Venmo launching. I think those stuff like that will, will bring like new people into the space and that's gonna help with the the next run up. Yeah, well, I, I'm not saying they are the cause of of any run up. Uh, I'm just saying that I, I, I believe the scarcity is the bottom line that drives the, the run up in Bitcoin and then drives interest in, in, in other cryptocurrencies. And just- well, you, you, need, you need both scarcity and demand. Right. Yes. If things, something can be scarce, um, but if there's no demand for it, the price won't go up. There's no one will use it. Right. So you actually need demand also. Well, yeah. And I, I feel like we're entering a new year. We're going to get that demand vibe again. And it's just, we're a certain amount of months away from the having, and that's when people start to realize that the scarcity aspect of it even more, because there's just not as much around the buy. But what we had last time was that, during the euphoric, uh, everyone's was happy, and it just got super euphoric with the ICO stuff. It, do you see DeFi as being very similar to the ICO craze? Not sure, but I don't think so because DeFi is so complicated for the for the average user. Um, they won't be coming into the space to get into the DeFi action. So yeah, so new people in the space is what drives like kind of more adoption and the crazy price growth. Um, yeah, I mean, new people will be, will be buying Bitcoin and Litecoin on, on PayPal initially. They're not gonna come into crypto and put their money, all their money to DeFi. 
I hope they don't. <laughs> well, what I mean, what do you think about the DeFi craze right now? Because there are plenty of people. I mean, it, it's making big news all over the place. We have a new token every week, and sometimes we have a new token that completely goes crash and burn every week. It's um, died down a little bit, right? It's like was it a month ago when it was like at the at the peak when there's so much value locked up, and then today it's not it's not that crazy anymore. I, I think for me, I think it's going to get ICO bubblicious again. I know it, it was crazy a month ago. It's died down, but I, I, I just think there's got to be whenever you're having a Bitcoin bull run, I believe there's got to be some altcoin insanity going on at the same exact time uh, because there's always people that want to diversify for the sake of diversification. And I mean, I see out there there are all sorts of entities that just believe so much in this DeFi thing. And have, have put a lot into it. So, and it, it's, it is much more complex than the ICO stuff. So, I, I can see, uh, I, I see a lot of growth there. I don't want any piece of it. Okay, <laughs> I, and I made that very clear before. And I don't advise. But hey, creative people, gamblers, they're gonna they're gonna do wild things in this space. And there's there's it's the wild wild west. And that's part of the reason I I, I like being here uh, so much. But. Uh, talking about alt season, we, we had a big alt season in, in 2017. Do you see that happening again? Um, where, or is it just going to be top tier altcoins that are going to be uh, loving life in uh, 2021? I think we'll always see alt season happening. Whenever there's a big like market run up, people will diversify. People will play around with the the small caps coins, and then some of them will become big. I think, yeah, I expect everything to be when the bull market happens everything will be will be going crazy okay but do, do you ever see a really i think what's i see a clear delineation here between top tier altcoins and all the rest when you get on paypal when you uh, there's just certain bigger organizations that have you have interest financial interest uh with some of these altcoins and it's usually the same ones ethereum litecoin bcash etc etc uh by the time we get to 2028 which is eight years from now which is after two more halvings uh do you see as many altcoins out there and do you see a special place out there for the top top tier altcoins where it's universally recognized okay there's got to be altcoins and these are the these are the best ones. All the rest, it's nonsense. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, who knows, right? I think even today, there are, like you said, considered like top tier, like coins, right? Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, XRP will probably be the top five well-known coins. And then there's like the second tier, right? I think. I think it's just. It's always going to be that way, where. There's not going to be someone saying like these are the coins that any only only coins you should care about, right? It's, it all depends on on market and market demand and stuff. So I guess we'll see. I just thought that there, there's going to be a time as it, back in in the days of the dot com and the early internet, there were all these companies that soon you know you had your big Goliaths that were just yeah. recognized as the kings of the freaking uh, of of the freaking space and. Uh, I, I just wonder in terms of altcoins if it's it, it'll be very clear what they which ones are. I mean, you already need, but but like XRP, I, I 
I mean, it's so much different than the rest. It's like, which one of these doesn't belong? I mean, maybe it might get uh, regulated out of existence. Who knows? I mean, that, that, that's a, yeah, that's a, I mean, you can claim that Bitcoin Cash doesn't belong. You can claim that Litecoin doesn't belong, right? It's it's all dependent on how you, how you think about it. Okay, well, right. <laughs> talk, so talking about the evolution of, of cryptocurrencies here, we're getting close to Fed coins coming out. Okay, we're, we're, we're getting close to central bank digital currencies. Uh, yeah. I, I probably by the next halving, uh, they'll, they'll be in existence. Yeah. A, a negative or a positive for the space? What, what are your what's your take? I think it's positive. I think the it's not going to compete with, with like Bitcoin or Litecoin because it's not decentralized. And they don't have to be decentralized, right? They're just a digital form of fiat currency. So the positive part is that it will make it a lot easier for just like how Tether and like um, uh, Tether and all these stable coins make it easy for people to kind of convert back and forth between fiat and crypto. Uh, government coins will, will make that even better or even easier, right? So it's easier for people to get into crypto. I don't think it will compete with crypto in terms of um, the store value. So yeah, I think it's good for the space. All right. Looking forward to it. Hey, people in the chat, we got a lot of people over there. If you've got a question for Charlie, do a super chat. So I see it, super chat. All right, I want to go back to all coins for a second. Do I, so do I, do I get a cut of your super chat revenue? No, you do not. Pound that like God. button. Got to <laughs> <laughs> be honest about that one. Now, <laughs> you're doing pretty well over there. You came up with this. We're going to talk about the history of, of, of Litecoin. I think you're doing. You're, you're in Silicon Valley. All right. Now, let's see. Uh, what for you? What does? Uh, what makes an altcoin a top tier altcoin? I, I forgot to ask that. Is there something that you? you you, you think clearly differentiates uh, the, the altcoin, clearly defines the top tier? Um, liquidity, I think, is is probably the first thing that comes to mind. That's kind of the first thing that um, that I was kind of working towards initially with Litecoin, right? Trying to get Litecoin on all the exchanges, um, getting people to, like people trading it back and forth makes it very liquid. So it makes it very easy to move in without like you can buy a lot of like coins without moving the moving the market. And I think that's very important. Um, and for example, if you want if a merchant wants to support the coin, they don't want to be the one moving the market, right? They don't want to have to sell some coins and actually see the price move because of that. So liquidity is very important. And yeah, a lot of the it really separates the top tier from from everyone else. Now, uh, you know, talking about the history of Litecoin for a second, you, you you came up with the idea. I really never asked you because now we, when people start an altcoin, now it's obvious, you know, what, it's pretty obvious why 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 they're starting an altcoin. I mean, the, the precedent has been set. They want to be the next Bitcoin. They want to make a lot of money. Um, but when you oh, oh popular man, when you started it, I mean, let let's go back to the early teens here. In the primordial days of cryptocurrency, uh, why did you do it? Were you just was it a science experiment? What what and what did you think was going to become of it? Um, so initially, the first thing that happened was someone wanted to start a a coin called um, Fairbricks, which is a fork of Tenebricks. Um, Tenebricks was a coin way back when; it doesn't exist exist now, but it's one of the coins that actually first used the script mining algorithm. And the problem with Tenebricks was that it 
had a 7 million coin pre-mine, right? So people didn't like the fact that the creator printed coins out of thin air for himself. So they wanted someone to help technically with creating a Fairbricks, which is a clone of Tenebricks without the pre-mine. So I helped do that. And, but Fairbricks like didn't succeed because of some other issues. And then after that, I, did, I just decided I want to create a coin by myself or with, with some help from people that is fair, right? Which is really important. Uses the script mining algorithm a little bit faster in Bitcoin and position as silver to Bitcoin's gold. And that was it. I didn't expect much out of it. And I just did it. Like it was pretty easy to do. Um, of course, you need to be technical to create coins at that time. Um, but yeah, I just launched it and put it out there and it became what it is today. Okay. And yeah. does it now, I mean, it was, it was obviously a very simple premise back then. You didn't, back, back then, did you have any, did you think it could become as huge as it has become? Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, and, well, you have to realize back then, Bitcoin's market cap at the time when I launched um, Litecoin was less than $100 million. So that was Bitcoin's market cap. Today, Litecoin's market cap is, what, $4, $4 billion? So Litecoin, when Litecoin's market cap surpassed what Bitcoin was, it was like, it was, I, my mind was already blown, right? That could happen. That Litecoin's market cap could surpass Bitcoin at the time when I created Litecoin. So when it hit a billion dollars, it's crazy. Right. Yeah, I, I, I would say now in the present, you're a very modest man. You're very, I mean, you're, you're great. Does it ever hit you? Like, do you ever take a few steps back and like think like, oh my God, what have I created? I'm going to be remembered for so, you changed the freaking world. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, it's basically thought of as like, the, it wasn't the first altcoin, but people remember it as the first altcoin, basically. You, you, you built this thing out of nothing and I mean, you appear on the national uh, cable television shows. I mean, does it does it ever hit you with like what what you've done here and and what your legacy is? It's it's quite it's quite amazing when I when I think about it. Not really, but I hope I hope I leave a good legacy, right? I I really hope I don't leave a legacy of the guy who sold at all time high and watched the coin like crash and burn, right? <laughs> so. Dude, you don't worry about that. That gets forgotten. Trust me. That's all the haters out there, man. There's, there's that, that, a lot that, of haters. That, yeah, no, no. You, yeah. I, I mean, you, you are remembered. I mean, because first of all, the weird thing about cryptocurrency, the person who came up with the original one, Bitcoin, no one knows who that is. So then they default to the next level of people. So they think Vitalik. They think Charlie Lee. So if, if no one ever figures out who Satoshi was, you guys, you and Vitalik are going to be like immortalized. It's 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 quite amazing. It's it's seriously. That's not that's not what I what I want. Like that's not what I expect. Um, the funny thing is, um, many years ago, I always whenever someone interviews me, I always start out by saying the only reason why you're talking to me is because you can't find Satoshi. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that was. No, and that's part of the deal. That is part of the deal. Yeah. I, I think that you're going to have to live with for for the rest of your life. It's pretty. It's pretty freaking awesome, though. Like people want to talk to Satoshi, so they're like, yeah. I'll just talk to Charlie Lee instead. I mean, that's it's a cool. it's a light version of Satoshi. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, so let let's move back. Well, here we we've got questions here. We got questions piling in. We got to ask. So Randall McMurphy says. What if some company like MicroStrategy buys $500 million in Litecoin for their reserves? Oh my, what do you think about that? 
Um, well, that would be huge, but I don't see that happening like soon. Um, but Litecoin's market cap can't handle that, right? So Bitcoin can, right? Someone can buy $100 million worth of Bitcoin and not move the price and it, the market cap is big enough to handle that. So that's one of the reasons why eventually the market caps of like Bitcoin Litecoin will have to grow like by a lot more if it needs to be able to handle like the world kind of um, usage of the coin, right? So for that reason, I see I'm pretty kind of, I'm very um, bullish on on Bitcoin and Litecoin. Um, but, sorry, that's my Ooh. dog. Hell, Charlie Lee's <laughs> got a dog, people. Insider info. Don't, don't, don't run up on his house, dude. You're going to get that dog in your face. All right. So. That dog, that dog will, will kill you if you come Yes. Back. Definitely, definitely. That that's a it's a it's a hardcore pit bull, no doubt about it. Like streets of Baltimore type of pit bull there. All right, uh, what were you just saying? I just your pit bull road, road messed up the train of thought there. Oh yeah, that uh, you expect the price to go up a lot uh, because uh, it, it can't uh, currently. If someone tried to buy a bunch of it, it would just move the market too much. You were saying in terms of Litecoin. Yeah. But we, yeah, we, and, and a related question from the audience actually is, ask Charlie about his 2021 and 2025 Bitcoin predictions. So, okay, you know, if people love to hear uh, price predictions like that, but I mean, I think you were just getting into it basically. Yeah, I expect, I expect us to see, to get back to the previous high, like within a year. I think this is about, the right amount of time i see the next bull run happening i mean looking at the price today right it's already it's already been pretty crazy so i expect us to do well in the next year um but in terms of like exact price who knows right it's yeah but yeah. I mean, you're a long-term thinker you got into this because you know it's going to be worth more in the future just be patient yeah yeah i think <laughs> definitely don't buy and expect it to go up in the year just if you if you have like a five ten year time frame i think that's always healthy all right now 2025 that's going to be after the next having uh what I, I, do you think uh price fluctuations will be uh it'll be calmer by then in, in, in will, will bitcoin be more just like a recognized like it's a hundred thousand dollars and it's not jumping around too much or are we still going to have turbulence even then after 2025 it will become less volatile over time for sure yeah um when and what the price will be back at that time we don't know and i think if bitcoin like over time fiat is going to go hyperinflation right so when that happens if you price bitcoin in fiat the price will go shoot to the moon right it will go crazy but that's not because bitcoin is more valuable it's just because fiat is less valuable so when that happens it, it will happen right none of the Throughout history, no fiat currency has ever like existed for more than like a few hundred years. So yes, now you say fiat. Let's let's boil it down to the dollar here. You really think the dollar will hyperinflate one day? Um, I mean, consider. I mean, the world is addicted to the dollar. The dollar is going to become Fed coin. It'll be very easy for people all over the world to use it and be monitored by it. But it, I I do not believe in hyperinflation of the United States dollar. But what's what's your take? The only reason why it hasn't happened already is because it's a reserve currency of the world. Yes. Right? And that's the only reason. So the amount of money they're printing is just ridiculous. And they can't, um, 
the government, the Fed is addicted to to printing money. So it's not going to stop anytime soon. And it's just going to like snowball. So it's, I think it's just a matter of time, not if it's going to happen. But I, I don't I don't see the United States dollar not being the uh, world reserve currency. I, I, so I, 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 I don't I don't think it will hyperinflate because I don't see why it will not remain the world reserve currency. Um, well, if you ask someone like a couple hundred years ago, they, they don't think that the gold will stop being the world reserve currency, right? Yeah, I, I, indeed. I mean, we, we had switches before. It just seems with all the technology out there um, and just the way of, of popular, yeah, I mean, it might not be it might not be our lifetime, which is okay. like I'm not I don't want that to happen. Like if that happens, like things will go haywire. Things will go crazy. Right, like it will be mass hysteria if yes. the U.S. dollar goes hyperinflation. Um, I don't want that to happen, um, but I think eventually it will, and it might not be our lifetime. It probably will. I, like, I, I do like that you say it might not be in our life. That's a good. That's a good point to make. I, I do not think it will be during our lifetime. Um, yeah. I mean, I've said. I mean, it'll be 2050, and we'll still be alive. And I think if the world reserve currency will still be the dollar even then. But we got another question. What was probably, the defining? Yeah. What was the defining moment? in 2017 that made you realize we were in a huge bubble? Was it the media, cab drivers, et cetera? Um, so the few bubbles I've seen, the price has always been like 5X the previous high around that, right? So the previous high was like $1,000, the previous like high. So when it hit to five, when it hit five thousand, I'm like, this is this is nuts already. This is like already five times the previous high. So when it went, I'm talking about Bitcoin price. When it went to like ten thousand and twenty thousand, it's already like really past what I thought the next high would be. So I knew we were in a bubble. I didn't. I think we we're gonna correct. So I made. I also made a tweet about it, right? Like prices when it goes crazy, it will always correct. And so be careful, right? Um, and that's what happened. How how low it corrects, it's it's anyone's guess. But just from experience, it's actually corrected like eighty percent, which is I think what happened this time also. Um, yeah. From the high. And, and by the way, what Charlie just described, you know, going from a uh, thousand to five thousand to ten thousand, it happened so fast. Like we returned to a thousand on January first, twenty seventeen. Okay, and then by October. It was five thousand. Then it was ten thousand by like what November, and then it was twenty thousand by December. It was just, it was insane. So uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was. That, it was, was only a, like less than a month of time when we're like at the at that point that high, right? Um, yeah, I mean this this I've seen this happen like three times already, three four times already. All right, I watched it go from thirty dollars to two dollars, and went up to like. 100 something went back down to like 40 went up to 250 went back down to 100 and then went up to a thousand went back down to 300 um and then the rest you guys probably already know yes <laughs> yeah now, let, let me let, let's go back to litecoin for a second here what is this cred my cred and uh it says earn uh earn interest we are pleased to announce our crypto lending partner uh, cred now supports Litecoin in all 50 states. Head over to and the URL. I actually, and this is from the Litecoin Foundation. So uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, gaining interest on cryptocurrency, but uh, w w what is uh, with this uh, cred situation? Recently, they ran into, um, I don't know if you know, but they had some like fraudulent incident 
So they actually shut down all deposits and withdrawals and try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing with, um, with lending, right? Centralized lending is you're putting coins with a third party custodial and you, you're hoping that they would secure, secure it safely for you. Um, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that that happened. So hopefully they will figure it out and give everyone their money back. Control your own private key. Now, Litecoin Foundation was a, a company that, uh, uh, not, an, an organization that ha has talked about, uh, I mean, they, they do some promotion here. Yeah. Uh, what, what is your take on having a uh, nonprofit foundation uh, promoting an altcoin? And what's your take on a Litecoin Foundation these days? Um, in, in what sense? Well, it seems... <laughs> So sometimes it seems like it gets too intertwined that it is Litecoin that uh, yeah yeah and it's it's not Litecoin but like if if there was something similar with Bitcoin we would all say no that's not Bitcoin but like with, with these foundations and the altcoins there seems to be a grain of the a blurring like it, it well, <clears throat> the one thing that's different between like Litecoin Foundation and other coins foundation is. We the Litecoin Foundation doesn't get any money from Litecoin at all. Right? There's no treasury. There's no like mining rewards that go to Litecoin Foundation. So we're purely nonprofit. We make money from donations and like merchandise sales and partnerships, and we push for Litecoin adoption and help pay for Litecoin developers to work on Litecoin. So it's all like everything is kind of self-contained, and we like if Litecoin Foundation doesn't doesn't exist. Litecoin will still function normally. Miners will still keep mining it. Users will keep using it. Um, the downside is that there's one less organization pushing for like adoption of Litecoin and help kind of paying for developers. Um, so I, I see it as like nothing. There's nothing negative about it. It's all positive. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, do you have any other uh, Litecoin news here that I, I haven't touched on? I mean, we talked about. Uh, M. What, what's what's Mimblewim will call it now? What, what's the, the project? M Web. M Web. Okay, M Web. We talked about M Web. M Web stands for like Mimblewim extension blocks. Yes. I got to remember that M Web. But any other like because we got some Litecoin fans in the house, obviously. They, 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 yeah. And so, any any other news you want to discuss that involves Litecoin? Um, I mean, PayPal news is huge. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but okay, that—that's the biggest. It's, it's kind of—it's kind of hard to top PayPal. Right, and it and I was telling people the other day, like if every if anyone hates on Litecoin now, just just throw PayPal in their face, right? If you say Litecoin is dead, if someone says Litecoin is dead, you say yeah, but PayPal supports it. Like, how can Litecoin be dead when PayPal supports it? Right, it's a it's it's a good uh, back in your face thing, and they, again, it's a that I, that's what helped define these uh, top tier altcoins. I say when when we have these mass adoption events like this, uh, and uh, who knows uh, who knows what's next? What big company will intertwine cryptocurrency, and if they'll only go the Bitcoin route, or if they'll, they'll go the altcoin route also? I mean, do we, in okay, a, lot of, a lot of the Bitcoin only companies have started supporting? um other cryptocurrencies right so it's not for sure there are some that are bitcoin only and that's that's fine um but i see a kind of a trend where companies will start supporting more more cryptos well here's here's the other question here if people we we now have corporations that are using a bitcoin as a, a treasury uh for their treasuries okay 
And we had a question about, you know, what would happen if uh, one bought Litecoin? Do you see, though, um, some of these companies starting to diversify uh, once they've realized it's, it's cool to hold Bitcoin <coughs> as a, a reserve asset? Do, do you see some of them diversifying? And then they pick up on, well, the silver to Bitcoin's gold thing. You know, your, your original idea comes back uh, in, in a big marketing way. Do, do you see co companies uh, maybe diversifying their uh, crypto holdings? I think eventually they will, right? So it's, yeah, it's Bitcoin is definitely the, the king of the crypto right now. And they will definitely play, like hold Bitcoin first. And then if they want to diversify their crypto holdings, they will buy some Litecoin, maybe Ethereum, maybe other coins. Um, that will happen eventually. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, but today, everything's kind of, they're just getting their toes wet, right? So Bitcoin is definitely the, the one to get. Like they're not, a company's not going to say, we like Litecoin better. We're just going to put all our money into Litecoin and, <laughs> and skip over Bitcoin, right? So that's not going to happen. And I don't expect that to happen. Um, you just yeah. said it. no one's going to skip over Bitcoin. That's going to be their first entry into this. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a logical. It is the logical first step. And a lot of people they think when they think of you as like an altcoiner, they think of you as a litecoiner. Okay, and of course you created. You are a bitcoiner. You value your wealth in Bitcoin. I mean, it's. To, I mean, when, Bitcoin is the reserve cryptocurrency. Yeah. Right. You you price everything in Bitcoin when you're in crypto, right? And it's it's that's. That's fine. That's the reserve cryptocurrency. And what, so in, in the social media aspect of it, I mean, what do you think about the people? I call it the Bitcoin Inquisition. You, you are definitely a target of the Bitcoin Inquisition because you're, you're, clear, you're clearly not pure enough. I mean, you, you, you create a Litecoin. So that just that, that X's you out there. But I mean, there a lot can be learned from people who have have big stakes in altcoins, have done great things in altcoins. You were, I mean, you, you just said the basis, it's the world reserve cryptocurrency. How can, how can someone not be cool, uh, not be a Bitcoiner? How can someone be an enemy if they say that? I, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't get it at all. So what, what do you well, think about? Oh, there sorry. are definitely like um, Bitcoin maximalists that are so crazy about being pure Bitcoin that they would hate on anything that's not Bitcoin. I mean that's fine, but I don't see, I don't see that kind of viewpoint compelling at all. Yeah. Well, I I just want I want to remind the people out there that you are. I mean, you're a Bitcoiner, and that's that's the the basis uh, for all of this. And you're the guy who created Litecoin, and you love Litecoin. But uh, you've you're very similar to me in in, uh, in a lot of ways. Because people, a lot of people out there consider me how hardcore I am with Bitcoin. I'll never own anything else, but et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, it, it's the same base. Like we understand the scarcity uh, and the, the world reserve. You're not trying to make Litecoin the next Bitcoin. You know where you know its place in, in the world and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Bitcoin will stay stay as the the king of cryptocurrencies, and that's. That is perfectly fine. I think that's the way it is. All right. We, we, we talked about current events very quickly, the, the, the money printing. We'll, we'll end it with some uh, uh, discussion. We're going to have – there's a presidential election on Tuesday. Um, do you, And you know, there's been a lot of craziness in this world. And uh, we all remember on March the 12th, the uh, price of Bitcoin, even, even Bitcoin's price temporarily crashed. It was a great day to buy. Trust me on that one. Uh, <laughs> in do, hindsight, do, yeah. 
Well, I was telling Pete, you watched my videos from that day, and I bought uh, I bought two Bitcoin at that time. I announced it. I said I spent a total of a little bit over ten thousand dollars on two Bitcoin during that time period because I knew yeah. it was in. I knew it was an overreaction, but. Yeah. Um, Considering everything that you've seen, you're in California, you've seen some wild things since March, uh, government uh, government uh, just putting their hands everywhere. Uh, it, do, do you see Election Day uh, or November? And, and could, could we see similar events again uh, where just there's financial panic? Uh, and uh, are, are you anticipating it or do you, have a, uh, do you have a positive outlook on what's about to happen here? I think there's going to be some turmoil during the election. I don't know if it's going to affect Bitcoin prices that much. I mean, who knows, right? I don't, I'm not expecting it to go, to the price to go crazy. Well, we've had, if, if Bitcoin has been above $10,000, it'll be a hundred days on November the 5th. I really think the, the one threat to that streak will be uh, November the 3rd. Uh, you think I, the price I, will, will crash or the price will go up right it's like yeah <laughs> well i i i i just saying i don't think i'm not telling people it's going below ten thousand dollars that day but i think that's the last possible day that maybe in the history of bitcoin that it could go below ten thousand dollars is an election related event that that stems from November the third. So I'm just I'm putting the we will get through this, people. Just that, like we got through the freaking March the twelfth. That statement is so crazy to say that that might be the last time we'll go below ten thousand. Because you and I have been in this space for a while. Yeah. Like getting I mean, above ten thousand was like crazy in the first yeah. place. <laughs> well, I mean, what what do you think about the legitimacy the legitimacy of that statement? Do you see anything else that could bring it back below ten thousand dollars besides some <laughs> world-shaking event the price moves a lot of times without any news so it could it could correct right so right now we've been in a it's gone up quite a bit in the past few weeks so if someone starts taking um taking profit off the table it could cause a kind of a um, cascading effect and cause it to crash back down for a while so who knows like you can't really predict that not because of any news it can just do that because well, even in bull market, there are times when it crashes, right? So if it goes below $10,000 after the fact, people can say why it happened. But right now, you will never be able to explain why it would happen. Okay. All right. I say I'm just looking forward to making it through November because I think after that and after the everything's settled, and you're absolutely right too. It could, there could be a tremendous, if there's some, if there's some event that involves again the presidency, et cetera, et cetera, Bitcoin could go to the moon. Everyone could all of a sudden realize, like, oh, I don't want to be in this fiat anymore. Uh, but yeah, usually these things, uh, it seems. I mean, compare it to March the twelfth. Uh, it it seems like it's more people are just more panic. Uh, they seem more likely to panic in, in this day and age. Uh, but again, have a strong hand, people. But I, I'm really, I, I think once we get through this November thing, uh, and or maybe through inauguration day. Uh, I, I don't see anything getting in uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin returning to the, the four digit realm uh, ever again. But let's uh, let's be patient. Everything. All right. Charlie, Lee, you've been awesome as usual. Do you have any closing remarks, anything you want to share, any current events, any news? The floor is yours. It, it, we have covered a lot today. I mean, I was going a million miles a second and I wanted to get it all in there. But do you have anything else to add? Um, 
Not really. I think we covered like everything. I mean, I'm very excited about PayPal um, launching. I saw that uh, Jeremy Allaire uh, tweeted that he actually Bitcoin was Bitcoin or crypto purchases turned on on his account. So I think PayPal is ruling that out slowly. Um, I'm looking forward to be able to buy some Litecoin on PayPal. And yes, I am gonna, I'm going to be buying some Litecoin on PayPal just to see if that works well. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to send the Litecoin out. Um, but I mean, we'll check it out. So I think I'm very excited about that. I'm excited about um, Mimblewimble and web launching on Litecoin probably sometime next year, but we'll see how that goes. Um, and I think fungibility is, is very important. Fungibility and privacy is very important in the crypto space. It's something that's kind of missing and I'm working on that. So, yeah. I just want to point out, people, he's buying Litecoin on PayPal. It's an experiment for him just to make sure it works. So don't God, buy it. If you want Litecoin, buy the real Litecoin, dudes. But uh, there are going to be yeah. plenty of people that don't know the difference, and they're going to be buying Bitcoin and, and Litecoin over there. And for, on- those, for those people who are still who are wondering, I do buy Litecoin every now and then. Um, I buy and, and spend it. I'm actually using Litecoin quite a bit for testing and just for, for everyday spending for stuff. I buy gift cards with Litecoin. I pay people with Litecoin. Yeah. I just, I'm just not like really invested in it as I was before. They're like, now they're like credit cards where you can like use Litecoin through your credit card, right? Or something. Yeah. Well, actually the Litecoin foundation is working with Ternio on a Litecoin card, a Litecoin visa card that lets you, it's backed by Litecoin. If you spend, um, if you swipe the card, it's going to sell your like coins for dollar and pay them original dollar. So I think, and Coinbase announced something like that also. They're doing another credit card um, that supports all the cryptos on their platform. I think that's, it's it's kind of like a stepping stone, right? It's not, merchants are not touching crypto, um, but it's it's a first step towards just more merchant adoption. Do you still uh, stay in touch with the guys over there at Coinbase where you used to work? Not that much, no. Yeah. There's some information there. And also, you do not, like, you were surprised by the PayPal news. And to this day, you do not know when it will be 100% live on PayPal. I don't. Actually, I, I, I knew about the PayPal news about a month or two before they, they announced it. I have, I have a friend that actually um, was beta testing it. And he told me about it. And I was, like, really super excited when I heard about it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Okay, yeah, I just want to clarify. So basically the clarification is you didn't get them to do this. That was what your point was at the beginning of the yeah. show. But you, yeah. you, did, you didn't know about it a little bit a little bit beforehand. You did find out about it, which is uh, yeah. m- makes some sense there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, hopefully uh, we'll get to talk again soon. Hopefully 2021 is going to be freaking awesome. It'll be the new 2017, and uh, we'll – you know, we'll, we'll look back on this show just like we look back on the, the 2017 shows and just so just, just with a big smile on our faces, knowing, you know, how much the space has grown. It's it's been great knowing you during this, uh, you know, for quite yeah. some time now. And uh, I mean, it's, it's awesome to be in the space and you're a very positive, inspirational dude out there. And yeah, dude, you will be remembered for greatness, man. Don't don't, don't worry about the FUD <laughs> out there. OK, dude. the next the next time we speak, it might the Bitcoin price might be at one hundred thousand dollars. Oh, you could, I don't want to fix anything. Six digit realm. I'll be going crazy. Okay. I, I won't come back until we're there. <laughs> okay. Look, that's, that, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. 
if it gets the day it gets back there, I'm I'm, I'm contacting you. I'm gonna okay. remember this. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, this Meister. Remember, subscribe to the channel. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Well, this week in Bitcoin will be tomorrow, 1 p.m. New York time. And so see you guys then.